I, Ashley, take thee, Justin, to be my husband, to have and to hold from this day forward, even if I'm not sure if you will be okay if we had another girl. <laughs> it's actually pretty factual. <laughs> um, I, Justin, take thee, Ashley, to be my wife, to have and to hold from this day forward, even if I was wrong about one in three, four, five kids. Yeah, you had me fucked up. (laughs) So, you want to tell the people or you want me to tell the people? You can. Okay, so guys, a lot of you have been asking... (laughs) Why are you laughing? Right, go for it. <laughs> a lot of you have been asking when Justin and I are going to have our second child. As lucky listeners of Marriage Caviar, you are the first to know that we are not expecting. <laughs> that we are perfectly fine right now with one very small terrorist named Naomi. Yeah. <laughs> you felt that? No, I was just sitting here, like, just had a quick thought. Like, hey, add another kid to the mix. Yeah, especially Ooh. right now. Like, God bless all the moms. I, I think we had to give, like, a little uh, disclaimer. So, God bless all the moms who are taking on pregnancy during COVID. Shout out to y'all. Y'all the real um, MVPs. Because um, I don't have it in me. We already have a ton of restrictions on ourselves. We got to go on a mask and... It's hot and you can't go anywhere. Can't like, go anywhere. Whole family just in the house. Whole family in the house. Kid is not going to daycare. So I just would not want to um, plan the added stress of me being heavy and it being hot outside and with a mask on and my significant other not being able to go into the doc like the pediatrician visits like. You, they only letting just the moms go in for the nope we're not doing that Mm-mm. not signing up for that so I think this is a great time for athletes to get pregnant women like women who are on pause with everything mm-hmm. who normally like your body is required for work this is a great time for you guys my body is not required for work <laughs> at all so um, there's that disclaimer shout out to you guys yeah, kudos to y'all who are having kids, are yeah. pregnant in the process, whatever it may be. Because it's mad, y'all. Of, uh, <laughs> it is. A lot of January babies coming up. Right. It's really... I, who, who I mean, gonna, I get it. Who's going to drop the first COVID kids uh, apparel? Mm-hmm. Mm. COVID kids, the, that's going to be the, the 2021 Oshkosh Bagosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, we wanted to... Um, to do a quick episode just regarding a question that we get all the time yes Naomi is wonderful um yes we do call her Terry for short short for terrorists if you slow um just sometimes sometimes she be tripping but um we love her to death and I don't know like we're baby forgot to turn the ring off I did well y'all gonna hear the ring um 
but yeah so we just I, I don't know we, we thought we would flush this a couple things out in our mind and true like do life your way fashion because you and Mephers got a lot of rules about when this second kid is supposed to drop and I, I'm just curious as to who told y'all what the rules were <laughs> where you got them from why you thought you had to follow them so we, we just gonna have a very open very transparent conversation yeah and I, I'll start like even with my vows like I came in like oh I want three kids maybe four eleven different cases and then we had one it's like oh oh this is real Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't realize how, because uh, mind you, Naomi was the first kid, like, for real, that I held. Like, first baby, first Tri- baby I changed. Trifling. Like, like, all of that. So <laughs> I, I didn't know what all went into it. I ain't trifling. It ain't my kids. It ain't my responsibility. Y'all, no, we we legit used to be around other people's kids and, and, like, seeing the baby, seeing the kid for the first time. I'd be like, Justin, you want to hold it? Uh-uh. I'll hold a baby when it's ours. They're contagious. Like, yeah. What? He used to be dead serious, like, nah, I'm not holding that baby. Like, I don't want to talk to that baby. Mm-hmm. Time to touch had a baby. Let's go see the baby. I ain't gonna go see that baby. I don't even know that baby. Nah, baby ain't got nothing to do with me. I ain't make it. Ain't but he wanted to have four children. What was my response to that? Nope. Absolutely not. First and foremost, if you don't already know, I'm the only child, so I'm perfectly fine with one. But then, you know, I do see larger families, and I'm like, oh, that's so nice. But I can't, I don't really know what that would look like. Man, and I think for me, like, even with the financial background, like, hey, how do you, I'm not here for, like, subjecting myself on purpose to poverty. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't. No, that's that's a, that's a thing. Now, if you got the means to do it, or money not an issue you're not worried about it cool but you know i like to enjoy life do you think people consider that though i think people um i think a lot of people find joy in their kids and they make their kids their life and so they don't really like like i feel like maybe if you have like kids young like you never really had a life of your own anyway Mm -hmm. so you it's just like okay, like my I've put my life so much into my kids, but which I can't fault you on. I get it. Yeah. But uh, as for me, now let me let me say this. Now I had a, a great pregnancy, um, even though it was mad mad long. Um, I won't. I like okay. Labor was ridiculous, but the moment that Naomi came out, I was like. I, I want another kid. Yeah. And, like, I've, I said this out loud. And I do. I could go for one last child. I'm fine with one last pregnancy. But just to, like, fully debrief you all on my thought process of Justin coming into our relationship saying, like, he wants X amount of kids, I had to tell him, like, I just feel like that's a lot. Like, I don't want to be outnumbered by my children. I don't want to be counting down the days to, like, they are out the house. <laughs> like, oh, we got one more. Like, and then I also, um, going into it, was thinking about my body and what it's what I thought it would take to, like, 
regain some sense of self within like you know how my my appearance i just didn't know what that would look like after a kid so i knew off the gate that like i did not want to be pregnant four times now if we got pregnant the first time and we had twins like we would have wrapped this joint up like yeah. that's we would have been good to go but god knows my body was not prepared like my, my body was not made for um to carry twins and i thank him for shutting that down on me real fast and just giving us the one um so that was my thought process going in and i was very vocal and very and justin was very um well not responsive but he received it well he just was like okay i can see you know i see what you're saying or whatever i think he still had some high hopes about the at least three kids but i was just like nah the buck stops at two like (laughs) I don't really know how you would even keep your eyes on three kids. Like, I, I don't understand that. Yeah. No, I, and it makes me think, for real, like, even from a relationship standpoint, like, when you have, I'll, I'll call it, like, when you have three and up kids, mm-hmm. like, being married now and having a kid, like, I have absolutely no idea. Nobody's watching like, that third kid. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, that's true too. The two of them are what the first two are, must be watching the third kid. But no, like even what I was gonna say is like I don't know how you like at that point if you're in a relationship, like do you just determine at that point like okay like marriage really isn't important. Mm-hmm. You because like to. for real like because not even like trying to be like really being genuine like having mm-hmm. one and realizing like oh it's a stretch like to navigate two careers yeah you know two personal lives mm-hmm. then like trying to be a full-time parent yeah and then you got to be a full-time parent for like three Man kids long. like yeah. there's no way like and then try to be husband and wife yeah when do you there's, have time for that so i feel like you just throw in a towel and be like yeah we'll be husband and wife like whenever yeah we'll, and, we'll and that to me is scary like yeah. even if you're not like husband and wife like let's just say relationships in general even if like you're a single parent mm-hmm. like man like once you had that you know three kids like not knocking anybody but at that point like i, I really want to hear people and how they navigate like relationships Mm-hmm. after a second child yeah because that's something i never thought about before yeah i mean I, I don't even know so i think we do have to say like our opinion is our opinion if you listen to this podcast um i'm not religiously but if if you've listened to more than two or three episodes of ours like you know that our opinion is ours. We're not pushing it on anybody, and we're not knocking anybody who has never any judgment. Yeah, right. multiple um, children. We just really are using this space in this episode to kind of speak on like where our mind is. Um, I can't really say at this point that I, I'd be annoyed with people asking because I think that they're asking because they just want to see like another Naomi. But like, there's no guarantee in that. Like, she's a a good kid. Like, she listens. She sleeps well. Like. She's adorable. She she smiles a lot, which makes me happy. So. Right. Like, she's a happy kid. Like, so there's no guarantee that we get that again. But outside of that, here are some other reasons why <laughs> <laughs> y'all could just stop fucking asking. <laughs> so, you know what my reasoning was um, going into it and not wanting more than two kids. But I'll say um, after, like, so in becoming a mom my thought process was not different 
but be, becoming a mom allowed me to expand on reasons why multiple is just out of the question and so like here we go so selfishly this is my this is one of my top three reasons mm-hmm. who's buying five flights to go out the country this is true I don't want to do that yeah it's a whole lot of luggage yeah so I but I think so I mean I want to say I'm joking but I'm not <laughs> because we just bought our first flights for Naomi like she turned two and we had two trips planned and we legit had to buy three whole human tickets yeah no discount <laughs> no discount on this two-year-old going to Tel Aviv no discount on this two-year-old going to Africa so like no and Let's just say the money in her piggy bank did not cover it. <laughs> <laughs> like, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, your daddy been tricking today because, like, <laughs> like, what is happening? Um, but no, so that's, I mean, it sounds really funny, but it's, I think it speaks to something bigger. I think it speaks to you as a couple having to know your lifestyle yeah. and what, what is a priority to you in that lifestyle and travel is a priority in our marriage and it's a huge part of our lifestyle it is where the two of us tell me if i'm wrong babe but this is like traveling for us is when we are the most like we are the happiest yeah like we are connected we are because we are learning and it's not about like the flex of it but it's more or less like this is a time where we get away from our everyday life one this is a time where we are experiencing something completely new to the both of us together and that's a connection that you just can't you can't Uh, fuck with that and then like for us like even being in country like we only speak english so like having to depend on each other and like Mm -hmm. trust each other like to navigate where we're going or to keep each other safe like i mean like to make sure we're good like the whole way through that's huge like we're always it's it's just another way of connecting yes it's a huge part of connecting like every time every place that we travel to like we play the same role unless somebody is not up to it you know in in how we travel like i'm the person who you know i want to i want to know everything about the place as much as I need to know before we get there. So when we come up on it, I get to like teach Justin about something and he's excited. He does this research 30 minutes into the plane ride. And I'm like, bro, I told you they had the highest mountain in the world. And he looking like, did you know they had the high? And I be looking so mad. Like, but that's just really a part of our trip. It happens every single time. I don't understand. We on a 10-hour flight. I can learn about it. Either way, I'm going. I learned about it on the way there. So he's more easygoing, obviously. I'm more like, we got to see this, 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 and this. And I've calmed down in that. um, I appreciate it. (laughs) I have. Seeing different things. I've been more more lax. I like your itineraries. Thank you, babe. Um, But, yeah, and then, like, Justin is the person who is – making like calling the uber making sure that the license plates match (laughs) like he's the person who is um 
pulling out what's the google translate all the gadgets yeah he got all the get he got all the gadgets and all i gotta do is keep my head on the swivel and make sure we don't fall off a cliff riding on the most dangerous thing that the internet told us not to ride <laughs> on so it's, it just really connects us and so travel is a huge priority for us so knowing that we're not going to put ourselves in a situation that impedes upon this Happiness, priority. Right? Yeah, yeah. If I know what makes me happy, why well, I'm going to intentionally make myself unhappy. Exactly. So now we're thinking like, okay, we have another kid. You hold, you know, you hold down one, I hold down one. And then if we need, if we need to buy a fifth ticket, then that fifth ticket is going to go to one of our parents who is coming on a trip specifically to watch our kid <laughs> at some point in the trip so that we can have some. Like a night out. Yeah, a night out or whatever. And now that's a fifth, that's a fifth ticket we don't mind purchasing. But three kids and two adults? Nah, absolutely not. Um, so that's a big thing. Also, after, after three, coming, like you got to get a whole nother road, like you starting a whole road, right? Because, um, let's say they were all infants, that they what is it like? So, if I was tra- so, if even if I was traveling and we had two kids, the second kid would have to get their seat, yeah, you have to buy a seat for them, mm. you can't travel with two infants, this is bringing up a lot of problems, yeah, okay, yeah, so, so what's next, um. The other big thing that I thought after becoming a mom that I don't think I realized before becoming a mom was not wanting to pause my career in a way that I felt like was in jeopardy in having Naomi. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want that pressure of, like, I got to get back, I got to get back, I got to get back. Yeah. And also having like I feel like with Naomi you had the luxury of you took off 16 weeks and financially we didn't have to work you know we didn't have to worry about that because that was in your company policy at the time but now like that's not the case you know so what would that look like bringing another kid into and at no point in time do I want Naomi to feel like second to anybody and so I don't even know. I don't know. I just feel like with two kids, if one of them is, you know, if you if if we have a second one, then one of us could be focused on this new kid, and then the other one makes sure like Naomi feels as like is as loved as possible. Like I don't want her to miss a beat and feeling like she is the most important thing to us. Yeah. And so and I don't know how people navigate that with more than two kids. Giving them like equal amounts of love and attention. Yeah. yeah. And I and I know it's not realistic to think like at all times like your kid feels loved and appreciated and wants it, but like as an only child, I never really had to <laughs> I never had to worry about that. So I don't know what it looks like outside of being an only child. Will look like babe. I don't. Well, I've never thought y'all about not it. Needy for real. Kid. You y'all, you don't have you. Don't, I don't feel like y'all were de- needy kids, but like, I don't know. Like y'all didn't vie for people's attention. Probably, yeah. Probably. 
I feel like we had enough like of a support system to where it wasn't really yeah. like like we had like mom like aunts and mm-hmm. so there's enough people to get attention from like cousins like where you where you were good yeah but like us just being like in Charlotte by ourselves like Back no family lifestyle. like there's no just family us. here it's just us which mm-hmm. is which is the thing yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna stick a pen, like deviate, and I'll let you get back to your list. But I, something just hit me, like you mentioned the 16 weeks. Like, man, I feel bad for the next kid because Naomi is two, mm-hmm. and she's had the privilege of us, of her being able to have either one mm-hmm. of us or both of us, literally in the house, for most of her life mm-hmm. in her two years so yeah. yeah 16 weeks and then like you spent time with her and then now like in her in her second <laughs> you sounded year like i came to visit <laughs> i mean no, i didn't mean it like that and but like you came through spent a couple hours with her no nah, like we both went but like since march she turned two in march and then like we've both mm-hmm. like been here and we're rolling into you know her third year like her whole second year almost is us being in the house together to where she gets to like just learn from each of us mm-hmm. and us collectively which is like a huge blessing yeah but like there's no way and i won't say no way but there is highly unlikely like the next kid would get that type of one-on-one time mm-hmm. and collective time with us unless we pause our career or unless you know pandemic there's some sac- part sacrifices <laughs> yeah, yeah that are made and and this is not to say like that we don't make sacrifices and I mean, first of all, building a family is a sacrifice <laughs> yeah. within itself. Like, there's way more other shit we could be doing with Naomi's daycare tuition. <laughs> like, period. Like, that's it's it's a huge thing. And so daycare more than the mortgage, right? And so I'm just looking at it like I feel, and I'm good with deviating from from my list. Those are my those are my big. Those are my two is two biggest things. Like, okay. in the, it impeding on our lifestyle, aka travel, and then it impeding on, um, my career, and then obviously the third thing was going to be like us juggling, being husband, you know, our our, the balancing act of mom and dad versus husband and wife. Yeah, and those are the three biggest things for me because that's huge i mean because yeah. you're not gonna who who's not gonna and i hate to say it but like you're gonna put your kids first because like your kid like yeah. especially like when they're super young like they're helpless mm-hmm. in a sense so they're gonna need you and then like at the end of the day like with one kid like you're exhausted yeah it's like oh I, wait i still need to save us energy yeah so i can so i can be a husband or so i can be a wife or so i can be a, a significant other mm-hmm. like that's that's tough yeah like you wait like really think about it like you wake up you will and you give your energy to getting yourself out the door right and then getting your kid out the door right then for eight nine hours you give yourself to a job Mm -hmm. and then you pick up your kid, you on high alert, you giving yourself to making sure y'all make it home safe. Then when you get to in the door, dinner still has to be made, clothes gotta get come out, clothes gotta be washed, like some of y'all got homework to help yeah, with. Yeah, like, like you still giving yourself there's there in this time period there has been no you time. Nope. 
let alone no husband and wife time. So you get the kid down for bed, you got a bath, all types of whatever. You're fucking exhausted. The only thing that's left, you 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 basically are giving leftovers to your significant other. If that. If that. In that in that time period, you either going to stay up late so that you can have some FaceTime with yourself, right? <laughs> or you going to get some sleep. And that's just one kid. I can't imagine chasing another. Yeah. So, so I think people like see kids as like this glamorous thing. Like, wish they are a huge blessing, but it's Absolutely. it's more of the like, oh, asking, like, when are you gonna have another one? It's like, well, you know, you gotta really, like, what are we willing to sacrifice to have another one? Right. Because something is gonna have to be sacrificed, and yeah. or do we have a mechanism mechanism in place to, that's gonna step in? Yeah. Which we to don't help out with that, and we currently. don't. So yeah. So, so I think unless you, a lot of people don't. Like they don't. But you know what? I think a lot of people fall back on the you supposed to of it all. Like, oh, you supposed to have your kids at least, you know, no more than two years apart. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you can't just have you can't have just one. Uh, yes, the fuck you can. <laughs> um, Man, look, uh, so, cause I, I was, I was honest with you enough to say like, yeah, at, at one point I was like, you know what? Like one, I'm cool with one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, for real, it's like, man, you know, when you had the one, like everything is cool. Like you get a system down, mm-hmm. like, and then now you, you don't have to worry about throwing another variable in. But I will say one thing I did want to discuss, but. cause we talked about like the two kids. We did have a conversation which it wouldn't be like an infant I don't think I don't think we got that deep into it mm-hmm. but like uh, if we got to the point where we were able to like being able to adopt yeah like that to me would be would be cool yeah yeah like knowing that you really like of course you're making an impact on your kids but it's like this bonus mm-hmm. like I'm making an impact on a kid that would be ours and mm-hmm. like knowing that we're giving somebody a better life they would not have had without yeah. us if we end up with three kids, one of them is adopted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're telling God our plans, so I'm sure he's laughing, but like... <laughs> right. He's probably looking at our story right now like, oh, <laughs> you, no you wait. <laughs> Just you wait. Yeah. But so go back to like the part, the point in time where you were like, oh, I'm good with one. What 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 were you missing to say that? You. Right. You like I um I don't know in, in a transparent moment like I, I really felt like I was missing you like I was there's I couldn't blame you at all mm-hmm. like having um especially like it was our, our first kid but I realized like how much you poured into Naomi and then we had just gotten married like you know mm-hmm. one two years into it like not even two years into it but. Like, okay, like, this is what I've used my marriage. Like, this is what we're going to be like. Like, yada, yada, yada. And then, like, this monkey wrench gets thrown in. It's like, yeah, we have this blessing of this kid. And then, yeah, we're still married and we're both caring for her. But then I just realized, hold, hold up, like, I don't feel like I matter anymore. Yeah. And and that was a huge feeling for me. It's like, like, I got married for you. Mm-hmm. Like, and I remember saying to you, it's like, man, I can co-parent for this. Mm-hmm. Like, 
because it wasn't like we we didn't have the energy like now being mature enough to have a conversation like we didn't have the energy to give to to one another mm-hmm. until we had to sit down and actually think about it and map out a plan and we remapped out that plan probably right. every other month since several times yeah. and that's that's really what it takes but i think it's important one like for for people who don't know the, the way you just communicated it was like we didn't plan Naomi but like these are this is the struggle that we have had will probably continue to have and continue to you know regroup and figure things out and all of this is work that we have to do for a child we plan for yeah I, I couldn't even imagine like not planning, not for planning kid. for a kid, and and it happens, and yeah. it's that's life. I mean, you we procreate, like stuff happens, right? You get some wop, and oh my god, it, it happens. You're not allowed to say wop, Justin. Let me tell you why. What? Because I tried to name an episode wop, and you shut me down, and you was being a fun police. So don't be using it all fast and loose. It now. ain't gonna be in the title of the <laughs> of the thing. Oh, that man turned into Kirk Franklin on me. <laughs> wow, why you wanna do that? Come on, now. You, I gotta get a better voice than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't wanna. No. That's my fun police voice. That's the fun police. <laughs> Just old man. <laughs> like Confederate flag voice. <laughs> is it? Gee, that is the fun police. You're right. <laughs> God, I, mean. I can't. No, so for real, guys. Like, don't. I ain't gonna say don't. But really, ask ask yourself like why you are committed to this this family plan like who said you have to have all these kids like who said and and even if you went into the relationship like yeah I want to have a big family is that conducive to your lifestyle no is that conducive to your pockets (laughs) is that can do does that fit like your current house like I know granted like just like stuff is gonna happen and then you figure it out on the fly like most of us are building the plane while we are flying it and I get that but just I just want people to know like men and women married single whatever like you have a freaking choice and everybody has the opportunity to get into something with one mindset and to change their mind no, nah, that's real. And like, even if you come up with a plan, like with your significant other, like mm-hmm. even if you're, that's that's the thing. Like, we're gonna do this, and this is what we're gonna do down the line. Like, it's okay to check in and change your mind. Yeah. Like, but just com- make sure you communicate that too, though. Yeah. And so. you have to tell your why. Like when Justin said, I asked, like something was on my heart, and I just, I was like, you need to ask him, like if he still want to have another kid. Like, and I asked it jokingly, and when he said no, I was heartbroken. <laughs> And I was like, oh, wait, he's serious. Like, he ain't had no LOL (laughs) behind that joint. And so we sat on it for like a day. I let his answer ride. He just left it at that. He the king at leaving some shit at that. (laughs) And then I circled back to it the next day. And he was like, because I don't feel like a priority. And I was like, (laughs) skrrr. Like, 
Oh shit. Um Ah, uh, what do I even do? Ah, uh, <laughs> like, what what do you do with that? Like, you don't want to hear that. Like, you don't want to, especially as a woman, especially as a working woman, you don't want to hear that. Like, all the balls you're juggling are not in the air. Like, one of them shits is on the ground, baby, on the ground. <laughs> like, it was this shit hurt, but it was real. And my the first thing that came to my mind was like to jump to my defense, like Naomi can't fend for herself. Like I have to like give all of this to her because you can feed yourself, like you can bathe yourself, but you know, I want her to, you know, feel and be and you know, this is important, blah, 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 blah. And it is important. And that's one of those sacrifices that we made. And I remember at one point we came to the table and was like, um, for this first year, this is okay. Year two, this can't be a thing. Yeah. Like year two, we, we she going to get some independence. We going to figure this thing out. And, and that was the plan because neither one of us knew what the heck we were doing. <laughs> True. In year one, we, we didn't know what to Expect on how it would take a toll on us. You can read all day, but you don't know, right? And then we made that decision to to have a kid in our first year of marriage. Um, I feel like we've told that story before, but we made that decision. And initially, that wasn't our plan. Initially, we were like, yeah, let's enjoy us for a couple years. And then, you know, then we'll have a kid. And then something changed. Then we were like, let's have a kid. Yeah. Like, even, um, I will say the single best, one of the single best decisions that we made was sleep training her from the very beginning. Yeah. Naomi is, I, I, for any expecting or soon to be or planning to be somewhere down in the future, parents, Mm -hmm. um, better not be a month. Yeah, like Naomi did not sleep in our bed, and it was so gratifying. Gratifying, like, cause we didn't have to worry about getting a kid out of our bed, like, mm-hmm. and we still like once we finally got her down, like, and we both got in the bed, like, it was at that point, it was like a party. As, as small, like, even not a party, but like as small as it is, and how, but to me it was symbolic, like when I get in this bed, like I'm no longer dad or I'm no longer mom <laughs> like no for real like okay. I get in here and it's just it's just my wife like I'm in here with my wife mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm spending this time with her even if it's just like Ashley putting her leg on me while we sleep or something like that I know like this is my wife this isn't you know Naomi's mom in this moment mm-hmm. so having that sanctuary space yeah was uh was really big I like that that sanctuary space so it was good. I mean, oh, and it all goes back. Everything goes back to literally like the the whole theme of the podcast is just doing it your way. And, and that's all we're trying to say is like, don't feel like you have to do it somebody else's way or do it a certain way or that you can't change your mind. Like just re- think about like the future that you want for yourself and the future that you want for your kids. Like, are you going to be able to love them? Are you going to be able to love yourself mm-hmm. uh, the way that you deserve to be loved? And just having an open mind that's all and we just wanted to give different thoughts because I don't feel like people have these discussions yeah I think it's taboo for people to say that they are choosing their themselves or prioritizing something in their lifestyle over procreation yeah 
Yeah. Now the practice are part of it. Do that all you want. <laughs> you feel my nerves. Okay, wait. Let's take a quick commercial break and then tell people about the conversation that we just recently had about like if we gonna have a second or not. Okay, sounds good. Okay, you guys. So what was this? Maybe. Oh, it might be three weeks ago. It was either two or three weeks ago. And I don't know, it had been weighing on me. I was thinking about um thinking about us having another kid and something dawned on me and the something was like, Oh snap, Ashley, like you thirty two thirty how old am I? Thirty three. Thirty three. Yeah. I was like, Oh my god, I'm thirty three. When are we gonna have this next kid? So I was like, well, shit, let me do a check-in with Justin and figure out if he still want to have a second child because if he do, like, we need to plan for this. Oh, selfish. You know what made me, what made me think, think about this? It's so trifling. People what? really going to be judging me. Uh, when you said, babe, we need to pick a day to reschedule the Africa trip, I said, mm. <laughs> Well, I don't want to be pregnant in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we can make the baby in Africa. And then when we come back, then I'm down for, <laughs> I'm down for whatever. But I don't want to take, if my first trip to Africa, I don't want to take two kids to Africa. So, you know. Poor second kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. So I then so that made me so that spiraled into this thought of like well shit when are we gonna have this kid, um, so I'm very I don't know what's the word it's always in the back of my mind of me being older having a child like conscientious conscientious thank you I'm very conscientious about my age and having a child. And I know women do it all the time, be well into their mid-40s or whatever, having a kid. I'm just not really trying to take that risk. Um, but I just, I don't know, I don't trust it. It's, it's risky from in, in my mind. Um, so that was my thought. That was my whole thought process of, okay, I'm 33 now. If we do this, how long can we push this out and it be okay? So I started doing my little Googles, and I was like, okay, I can, if I get pregnant at 34, then I should be straight. I should be in, you know, right under the line or whatever. And so I asked Justin, and he said, yeah, I do. I said, okay. I said, here are my thoughts. I'm old. And he was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I said... This is what I'm thinking about on, you know, maybe this is when we could could conceive this kid. And he said, okay. Yeah. And I, um, my worries come from a little different angle. I mean, I understand right. that piece of it. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't want to be in a house with three women. Like, that's going to be stressful. <laughs> Super stressful. So, God, if you listen right now, oh I, I know. You think God listens to the podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Okay. Yeah. But if you so happen to listen to this one, 
Like I know we got history. You know my heart. Does he know? Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. I'm building a family. I say the Lord's prayer every night with Naomi. Oh, you do. We good. So you can throw a boy in there, just sprinkle him in. Listen. We're going to be all right. Whatever the gender of our next kid is, they get in the name that we chose for this young man. <laughs> okay? Because we had the boy's name picked out well before Naomi came into the picture. So somebody getting this fire-ass name. Somebody going to get it. Okay? Let's do it. Um, I mean, I already have children's books written out in my little journal with Naomi and her brother or her brother's name attached <laughs> to it could be her brother's sister name you know if it's a girl the girl's name is going he's she's getting this man's name so I'm with just that saying, being man, said, first and foremost we just want a healthy kid guy you know we ain't gonna be absolutely but you know you said be specific did it did he say that? Yeah, I think he said it. Oh, my God. If that's the case. Yeah, asking you shall receive. I'm asking. Oh, Please. A solid sleep schedule. Healthy pregnancy, labor, kid, mom. All of that. Yeah. Man. Uh, oh, I forgot. the other thing? Oh, I forgot go. the other thing. Yeah, so we, you walked me right into it. So we had the luxury of going through the whole pregnancy with Baby and Co., which is like this what natural birth center, but like they mm-hmm. are so hands on, mm-hmm. and like it was the most rewarding experience ever. Like having the classes to go to, like being in there, being in the classes with like other uh, couples who were right in line, like minded, mm-hmm. uh, but also like in the the same type of trimester, same same time span that you were in yeah. everybody's going through the same thing so just having that support system was really great but for me what i express you my hesitancy hesitancy and a next kid was like not having them <laughs> because they're not here anymore yeah. um and one of the things that we watched like when you were pregnant with naomi was the business of being birth mm-hmm. is that the name of it the business of birth or something like that. Business of being born or something like that. But it's a, a document. Yeah, documentary. But it, it's really good if you haven't watched it yet. But at that point, like, when we watched it, you were already pregnant. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. like, we're here now. But now it's like I have the knowledge. And this, like I told you, like, it's one of those things where ignorance is bliss. Like, okay, well, I ain't know. So we just rolling with it. we already here now. And now, like, having the knowledge and, like, honestly being terrified like having the anxiety of knowing what could go wrong and also void of the support system that we had in Baby and Co. Mm -hmm. uh, and and relying on hospitals who see birth as a business Mm -hmm. as opposed to my wife as the one person that I care about the most in the world. Mm -hmm. And seeing having them see you as a number is is scary to me. Yeah. If you're not familiar with Baby and Company, I could I could do a whole podcast. We could do a whole podcast episode on like the standard of care that we experienced from Baby and Co. Like our entire the entire process hands down is unmatched. Um 
they used to be in Charlotte, but they, um, I want to say after a year, and they only like a a year and like two weeks after her birthday, her first birthday, they closed. Yeah. Um, and so I would love for them to open back up, but just to like encapsulate how amazing they are as a new mom, you know, for the moms listening, like you know how you are as a first time mom with an infant, like you're not about to leave them with any any body besides like their family. And some and sometimes you have hesitation around your immediate family. When I tell you we walked into um baby and company with Naomi for like a post visit for like myself and I just really wanted to I was so excited for these women, black and white to see Naomi like and they were so excited this is not nobody is trying to remit like nobody is trying to look at your chart to figure out what your name is like they know my name Justin's name they know the kid like her they they were this was like home yeah like I could have went like if I had a work emergency I could have just left Naomi right there for, for a second and just went to handle whatever and came back and got her and I would not have had a worry in the world like that's how close knit this place was. Like it didn't matter the color; everybody was cared for. And that, like, you can't replace that. Like, no hospital is about to give you that. So that's our big worry. So yeah. So yeah. Before. I, uh... mm-hmm. So before you ask us when we are having our second child, please consider these things. Is it your business? <laughs> Number one. Number two, are you going to watch this second child? Mm-hmm. Huh? Number one, A. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you you going to send some money. You going to put us on your allowance. Correct. Yeah. Are you paying for daycare? Number two. Right. Number three, will you fund Baby and Company to come back? <laughs> nope. Crickets. All right. (laughs) Go sit down somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Oh. And are you living with like? Are you gonna convince one of our parents to come down here and live? You know what I mean? Like, we got any of y'all a good negotiator? Right. This. This. Those. Those four rules go for our parents as well. If y'all are listening. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to watch? Are you moving here? Will you dedicate your time to raise our kids <laughs> the way we want them to be raised? Because that is important. Um, but no, this was... Um, we have... So, one thing, I do want to take this time, though, because... What? And, and just shout out, though, we have had an amazing support system we with uh, Naomi. So, I have no doubt that... You know, when it becomes that time, if it becomes that time, that we that support system will continue. Like, I don't want to give individual names, but like our actual family and then like like extended family, people who've just been like super supportive beyond what I could imagine. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate y'all because I thought about it from uh, the last episode, like when we had Adi and um, and Lola on. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I do want. I don't want, I think sometimes like we point out like the bad, but I also want people to realize how much we appreciate them too. Yeah. So like family, and I hope like y'all realize that when y'all listen. And yeah. also like, you know, for people who listen and like embrace your support systems. 
like because we have an amazing one yeah. like yes. acknowledge them every chance that you get like because they don't have to be there nope and not that, their kids that, that includes your your parents too like the grandparents <laughs> do not have to be there nope. they raise their kids already it is not their responsibility right so stop it mm. that's a whole episode <laughs> yeah that's a whole episode i feel like we could do a whole like legitimately I feel like we could do a whole episode on choosing godparents. I feel like we can do a whole episode on the expectations of grandparents. Just a whole, I, yeah. I want to hear from grandparents. Like, man, what what do you feel like your role is and like your grandkids' lives or how to support your kids? Because like I'm, I really I don't think I'm mature enough for that. Yeah, because like, some people minds out here like don't be supporting stuff like breastfeeding, and I be then I be then said some stuff to somebody's mom. Well, no, I'm talking about like like open minded like. Like just good people, the type of people we like. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank y'all for listening, man. Hope y'all enjoyed this episode, especially like as you're, you know, practicing during the quarantine. Just keep these things in mind. Practice. Yo, you gotta <laughs> chill. What is wrong? I'm just I was like, what they practice? <laughs> I just want to give my PSA. But as always, thank you for listening to Marriage Caviar. Hope y'all enjoy. It's yeah. it's been really fun. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Marriage Caviar. Send us your questions, your thoughts, concerns, emotional outbursts, all that. The emotional outbursts are my personal favorites. They are. Thank you guys. Thank you. I Ashley take thee justin to be my lawful wedded husband to have and to hold from this day forward even if i have to live with you waking up finer than me that's so sweet babe (laughs) go that's so sweet i had to pause for a second (laughs) I'm petty. I was gonna be petty, but now I don't know what to do. Just say a little petty ass vow. <laughs> I, Justin, take thee, Ashley, to be my lawful wedded wife, to have and to hold from this day forward, even if you tried to find the nicest way possible to tell me I was getting fat. <laughs> I'm just big boned, guys. Okay. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> so I I have two issues with these vows. Okay. The first, I have a problem with me telling you that you wake up finer than me, and there being no objection. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a problem with that. I'm okay. working on taking compliments. Oh, that's okay. I, I I accept that. I've been doing this marriage thing. I I can spend this. Okay. Um, no, but seriously, like you do wake up finer than me. I th- I think it's a problem. I don't understand. Like you wake up, everything's still in place. Like. I wake up, you like, man, you got something on your eye. Man, you got something on your cheek. Like, damn, I was asleep, weren't you? God damn, what was you doing? Sleep standing up? Shit. I wrap my hair at night. <laughs> Any fucking way. <laughs> then the second thing that I'm taking issue with is for you not going to sit on this podcast and call yourself Big Bone Dick. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just that, okay? What? But no, but it's okay. So that that's my funny issue with it. But the bigger, not big boned, but the bigger issue here is that y'all. I tried to tell Justin. I was like, I really like this weight on you. And I do, because I can see it up here, like, in your shoulders, and I can just see how easy it's going to translate into muscle. Because you didn't have the fat there to make the muscle. But now that it's there, it's like, oh, snap, I'm starting to see a little something, something I ain't never seen before. Hey, I'm trying to tell y'all. I just wanted to give my testimony real quick. Shut the <laughs> Give it again so we can make sure we all clear. What? I was being serious. How you gonna shoot down my testimony? Guys, I'm a cautiously optimistic. <laughs> I am 31 years old. For the past 12 years of my life, I have been trying to gain weight unsuccessfully. Mm-hmm. But I haven't pouted. I did not get in my feelings. Because I knew one day my metabolism would slow down. Mm-hmm. I just eat, eat, eat. Nothing happened. That's eat all whatever. you do. And nothing happened. And I am happy to say, since I graduated high school, I have now gained five pounds. That shit pissed me stay. off. That shit pissed me off, y'all. Let me. So this is. So he's being serious. I'm so serious. He's I, being so serious, and it's it's so annoying because. Women, y'all know how easy it is for our weight to fluctuate. Like, you happy, you got happy weight. Like, you sad, you got the depressed weight. Like, life change, college, baby, whatever. Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) And this man over here steps on the scale is the same size every time. Every single time, if he if it's Wednesday, he might be like a pound up or a pound I down. On Friday, he gonna be the same size that he was when he left FN high school, and I don't understand it. He does nothing. <laughs> he don't do shit. Do y'all, do y'all hear me? I do ten push-ups a year. Thank you. He don't do <laughs> shit. Meanwhile. Just insert any any validation to we always trying to get it together by working out. And, you know, we fall off the wagon from time to time. But nothing ever happens in those little bit of days. Point being, one day, Justin came down the steps, had these cargo pants. I said, hmm, Justin is notorious for shrinking things in the laundry. So I automatically assumed he must have had to have shrunk his pants because they were just a little bit tight. Then he got fully down the steps and I said, oh, he gained a little weight. You saw that thing. The gut? Oh. (laughs) Wait, what I say? What? I'm sorry. What thing? You talking about? That muffin? I saw that muffin Continue thing. Fuck. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, I'm, this is quite the conundrum. Like, I don't know what to say. 
Now, I didn't know if he was going to be like self-conscious about it or what. So I chose the manly thing to do. And I said nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. I said, we only going somewhere in Gastonia. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> We're not really going nowhere special. So I ain't going to say nothing. I'm just waiting for the appropriate time. So then he gets home. He like, hey, my pants was kind of sad. I was like, yeah, I was going to say anything, but whoop de whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we had the conversation. So now a little more weight has come his way, and we have both no- noticed it. And I'm seeing it, like, fill out, you know, in a good way. So I say this to him. And so I was like, well, shit, how can I, you know, say bring it up? I said, babe, how much did you use to weigh? How much did you, what you say, babe? How much did you used to weigh? 175. 175, y'all. 175. He goes, uh, I said, okay, oh, and how much do you weigh now with the weight? One fucking 80. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's it? Hey. I was so mad. Like, I couldn't even fit. Like, I intended to have a full conversation with him about how I just thought, like, the weight looked great on him and, you know, just toning it up would just be just perfect. And when he said just five pounds, I was so mad. I just got up and I went downstairs. You probably. Yes. I was like, what the fuck, bro? Because it's the most awkward conversation ever. Like, what? What? Just so random. Like, why is she. Asked me how much weight did I gain, and I told her what I gained, and she just walked off. And I me. walked off, yo. So confused, pissed. So, so, if anybody needs me to move some boxes for you, yeah. just let me know. I got a little extra girth. <laughs> That's gonna help for you. I got five extra pounds of boxes to move. So if you have 45-pound boxes that you need to move, and now they're 50, I'm the man for the job. That is not how that works. Like, what? That's how I work in my head. At any, like, <laughs> at any rate. But no, like, seriously, though. So, like, you're not serious. So, I don't know if this is all serious because I don't really... <laughs> I don't really put too much stock in this type of stuff, but mm-hmm. but for real, like I, so my weight fluctuates like crazy. So you were saying like, oh, I might be one way at the beginning of the week, and I might like gain a pound or something like that. No, like I've always like been one weight, and then literally two days later, I might gain ten pounds, mm-hmm. or I might lose ten pounds. Never know. So when I got on the scale and it was the same thing consistently for three days straight, I was like, oh, I've never seen this before. This is new territory. I got to go do something with this. I think you got a secret Coke habit. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's um, I, I don't even I don't even care at this point. Nevertheless. It's here to stay. I hope so, Biggie. Big daddy now Okay What were you before babe? I was a daddy (laughs) Not medium daddy Not medium daddy I really You really are getting a kick out of this I like this Okay Moving right along Say big daddy No babe What's No stop (laughs) All you do is play all your life What's life for? (laughs) Okay You gonna be serious 
Yeah, I mean, just, just say be daddy. Stop. Be daddy. <laughs> no. Just, just hold my hand and Be-, say be daddy. Oh, no. Babe. Look in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> What's my name? Put your cup down. All right, let me turn the fan off. Godly. So oh, I got to give me a hand towel. <clears throat> oh, because you a fat nigga that sweats <laughs> hey, now. Got to carry one around at all times. Yeah, if y'all see Justin carrying a hand towel around... Y'all had my full permission to run his ass over. (laughs) (laughs) At least get, like, the back of his ankles with a car, a shopping car, or something. My word. Okay, so for real, in all seriousness. So, I don't know if it is the fact that we have, with this podcast created this like transparent platform where we are completely comfortable with saying like here are our imperfections and hear us roar like and we're married in spite of it at all like and we're happy and we're doing life our way and sometimes we're not happy and here are those times or whatever right I don't know if it's that element of our life that has kind of changed in the direction of people being very, very candid with us in relationship things or um, or asking questions, I'm not sh- I'm I'm not sure, but there have there's been this trend in both like real life reality people that we um communicate with or people that like whether we communicate with them on instagram social media platforms whatever whatever or just in real life like we actually know these people these are our friends our family whatever and then the trend has also been in the media for high profile people and the trend is basically covid is a home wrecker (laughs) in a sense like there are several marriages that are not making it out of COVID. So I said, babe, let's talk about it. Ooh, man. That's a toughie. It is a toughie. So I want to I wanna preface this conversation also by just saying, like, we're good. <laughs> like, this is not... It's not a coming out. Part. Yeah, this is not us coming out to say, like, just the last episode. Right, 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 right. Of our marriage. However, I do want to be able to, for us both to have an honest and transparent conversation about something that we do agree on. And that is that till death do us part is not realistic for everybody. Yeah, and it's so crazy to say because like everybody says it in their vows, right? Like, oh, like to death do us part, like no, right? Until this stops working for us, yeah, does it part, right? But say that again. So like, okay, there's to death do us part, and then the reality of it is, this shit yeah. might not be to the wheels for a long, right? Yeah, it might be you know an oil change that we don't make it back from. I mean, because we've we've said it before on previous episodes. Like, people, you're gonna grow. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of if you're gonna grow together or grow apart. Right. And 
if you do grow apart, like if you make it back from that or if it's just like, you know what, like this ain't it anymore. And I feel like that's okay. And at some point we got to do a relationship on just like religious beliefs so people don't think we're atheists or something. But um, You mean an episode? I mean, yeah, an Mm -hmm. episode on like religious belief. But um, but like for real, like I, I think that a lot of people like get into this like, oh, like we get married, like we have to stay married for mm-hmm. forever and all this and that. Like, But do you honestly think it's a, do you think only high level religious people are saying like till death do us part and meaning it like, oh, ain't no, I don't believe in divorce kind of, you think that's only them or, or could it be a traditional thing? Well, like the, my culture and my culture and my family tradition, like we don't believe in divorce. Well, I think it's both. So I, I'll speak from my perspective. I'm from the South. Mm-hmm. So like that, uh, that Bible Belt religion is real. Yeah. So it's, it's been like, oh, like you get married, like till death do us part, like whatever you go through. But also even from like a cultural standpoint, like you, you get married and like this is what you do, like you stay together. Whatever the case in point is. Um, but also... I think it's a, a time thing as well. So I, I, I would throw that wrench in there. So mm-hmm. like we're in 2020 and I voice this to you, but I feel like people in previous generations stayed together out of necessity mm-hmm. because you had one person who was a breadwinner. So there was these traditional roles in it to where like, the husband was the person out there working and whereas the wife was the, the child rearing mm-hmm. and the homemaker, whatever the so case really is. So couldn't go nowhere. So you weren't going anywhere even if you wanted to. Like, where so are you going to go? So when you say time, you mean generational. Generational, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a generational thing. So if you're in a generation where it's like, you know what, like women weren't expected to work outside of the household or you had no skills or the case was, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, like it's a death to us part because like my retirement is tied to you, my my livelihood is tied mm. to you. But now, like if you have two people in the household working, and like in, in a certain household to where it it one or the other person could be making more than the other, or like yeah. separately, like you can make it on your own. Then it's fuck you pay me. Yeah, no, like I mean not not that not that, <laughs> but it's like hey, now everybody got to bring something to the table. So if your loaf of bread. <laughs> If I'm bringing a loaf of bread and you ain't bringing, you know, nothing, mm-hmm. what are we doing here? Because so, I can bring the whole meal or right. you can bring the whole meal. So. And then don't. And then. So I don't want people to misconstrue you saying like you bringing something to the table, you bringing something to the table. And those two somethings being this monetary thing. Right, right. We're talking about like affection like loyalty like the are you bringing emotional yeah are you bringing the things to the table that your partner needs from you to sustain your love and your marriage um so how about this because we talked about we talked about this i think on like a, a someone that asked us a question about how we do finances and we were like yeah we split them as best we can or, you know, basically, we share the responsibility of our finances, basically, mm-hmm. right? And then we were talking about, I think one of us, I think I brought up the example of um, Angelica and I had were like had met this guy that was working at her job or something where his fiance was raised on the man pays for everything. Mm-hmm. 
like all the bills and her money is just her money so if we talking about generational what does that mean for those individuals who have made it all the way to 2020 and have gotten themselves in that type of marriage I don't know what it means for whoever you're going to be with, but if it had it been me, it would mean that you're single. So, <laughs> like, like to me, it's like, well, if, like, even in that scenario, like, yeah. the guy pays all the bills, mm-hmm. your money is your money. Mm-hmm. So, what, what are you doing? Like, what are we working towards? Yeah. Like, because... Again, like one of the top three things that are most important in a relationship, especially like marriage, is finances. So, mm-hmm. if you're opting out of one of the top three things, mm. are you even participating? So, is this how are we giving this a hundred and hundred? Like, yeah. how how is this a partnership? Yeah. Or like, are you saying like, hey, I'm gonna opt out of this third thing, but what's the trade off there? Yeah. Is that the conversation? That's this is an interesting. I feel like we need to we need to talk to a couple who has this set up because the, I have several questions just that just popped up in my head. Like how so? And this is a scenario. Is the scenario is if the husband is paying for everything and then the wife gets to do whatever she wants to do with her money, right? Mm-hmm. How, who, one, who's handling the savings, right. right? Who's contributing to the savings account? One is my first question. Two, how is she building credit? Because I'm assuming if the guy is taking responsibility for these things, then these things are in his name. Oh, I've seen that before. It, it doesn't end well. I, I can see that, right? Yeah. And then... Three, is it mandatory that she have a job, but then she gets to keep her money? And then if she gets to do whatever she wants and she's taken care of by this by her husband, then could she just up and quit one day? Mm-hmm. Like, what are the rules? We need, to, we need to find somebody who has this arrangement. I want to talk to them. Not to judge them and not for you guys to judge them, but I just want to... I don't know. I want to... I need a different perspective. Yeah, I want. I want to understand. I'm not going, I don't want to understand. I yeah. want to. What? What's? What am I trying to say? I want to. I want a different perspective. I guess yeah. that's. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear a different perspective. I want to dig into it, and I want to challenge some of these theories. I'm gonna be honest. Like I want them, to, and I want them to challenge us too. Like, well, what? If not, I'm not gonna say. What do you think? What is wrong with splitting? Right? Yeah. I can see someone say, "Well, that's just how I was raised," but. I don't know. I want to. I want to dig deeper beyond. Like this is just how I was raised. Because people I, were raised certain ways all the time and choose to go a different path. Yeah, I think it even goes beyond marriage now, though. Because like, I mean, we both on social media. Like, you see, oh like, oh, God. like, like to date me. Like, you gotta like pay my rent and yeah. you gotta pay for all this, this, and that. And if you're not breaking bread, like, we can't even have a conversation yeah. and that type of thing. And I'm like, yo. <laughs> What? What is happening? I feel like every time we use this example of seeing people on social media and and this being a conversation, I feel like you dig us into this like old geezer get off my grass ass. I mean, if, I mean, 
Hey, if it's working for y'all, I'm not mad at it. I mean, no, I it don't have nothing to do with me. So. so I'm not in this society, but I feel like this part of society is pretty much like, hmm, it's out for self. Like I remember uh, one of my friends, younger than me, was we were all we were all in our twenties at the time, but she was just just getting in her 20s and she was like yeah like I was raised on you know your 20s are for you to be selfish Mm -hmm. and I understood where the saying probably originated like I'm reading that way different than she is yeah your selfish 20s yeah your selfish 20s are for you know if you want to go hard at work this is the time to do it you build the brand your professional brand, how you see fit because you don't have the responsibility of kids and being attached to somebody in your twenties. That's what I took it as. Like you, you go hard for the shit that you won't be able to give time to in your thirties when you have a family or something like that. But she was taking it as like, gimme, 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 gimme. And I'm out for it all. Like, I'm not committing to shit. And I understand, you know, I respected it to a sense, but then I also was just like, but where's the real gratitude here? And and what are you bringing? Like, yeah, what? Yeah. So I'm supposed to get a part of you because it's your selfish 20s. And yeah. I don't understand. I'm supposed to give you the whole me. But I also feel like this whole entire conundrum that we've gotten ourselves into as a generation is just creating these, like... It creates some of the, the funniest fucking memes, right? But it also is creating this facade of what marriage is supposed to be. Or let me not... Let me take that back, because marriage is is you make whatever marriage, you make it yeah whatever you want to make it but i feel like it's building this definition of if i was single right now in 2020 right uh-huh. based off of how social media is being played and the gimme 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 everything you got that we get we keep just seeing from the females right it's like Okay, so I'm looking for a man, and he got to have all his stuff together. He got to buy me stuff. He got to, you know, treat me not... Like, he has to have all these, like, unrealistic things, when in reality, anybody who's going to keep it real with you is going to tell you, like, where we are right now is not where we fucking started. Yeah. Right? And then stop and pause for a second... (laughs) And let's act like let's not act like your shit is all the way together. That's that's what I was waiting on. Okay. Yeah. And so but I think it's the same thing for the guys. Like I don't know, we both just have our own set of issues. But n- that's neither here nor there. I feel like we getting off track because we on like a little tangent of <laughs> like a soapbox. Yeah. So of our soapbox, the moral I feel like of this conversation really is to say marriage does not have to be forever. Like if this shit stops suiting you, it's okay. 
it should definitely be okay and that and and it should be okay in a sense of it doesn't matter who else is involved in the marriage right or what else you've built like what the life that you've built together when i say who else is involved like people be like oh i stayed for the kids oh okay right and the, the kids are involved um but I feel like there there has to be like a healthy way to to do that. Yeah, I mean, because I think <clears throat> like I'll do with our own. I think we really do a good job of making sure that Naomi realizes that we're individuals. Yeah. So we're not just mom and dad. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, hey, we're not mom and dad as a collective. Like. Like, here's my mom. This is what she likes to do. Mm-hmm. Here's my dad. This is what he likes to do. Mm-hmm. And like, realizing these are people outside of their marriage or the, they're individual people outside of parenthood. Mm-hmm. And that's crucial, too, inside your marriage. Like, yeah. yo, like, this isn't just my wife or this isn't just my co-parent. Like, just navigating their relationship. Like, you know what? Like, this is a another person who has their own individual wants and needs. Mm-hmm. And Naomi gets to explore different parts different parts of her own self when she's with us individually. Yeah. Which is wild, but whole personality changes. Yeah, her her entire personality changes. Um I think that's a point to make when we talking about kids and just dissolving anything. And then in addition to that, I think it's so funny for her to look at photos of us together without her and her ex like where's Naomi (laughs) like um sis like this is what I've been trying to tell you this whole time like I've known this man before before (laughs) he became dad ass so if you could politely slide from the middle of us would be great thank you give me my man gosh but um but no so seriously so I don't know. I don't know if we're like, I really want to dig into this, this conversation of it just being okay, but I don't really know where to start. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I'll start this like, and not to be the dead horse. Cause I said this, like, I, I love you. Like mm-hmm. I love you to life, love you to death, like all of mm-hmm. that. But like I, I've came into like, like my view of marriage before you was always like, Hey, this is, you know, this business arrangement, Mm -hmm. like not just, it's not just about like love. Like we need to actually make each other better outside of loving each other. Mm -hmm. And we've done a really good job of that. Like you made me a better person. Mm -hmm. So in a sense that like, yeah, like we love each other, but we don't make each other better. Like, man, if we were sitting here just, you know, being stagnant, mm-hmm. not pushing each other to be better individuals professionally, emotionally, parenthood-wise, mm-hmm. like, what good would that do us? Yeah. But I, I feel like everybody's not ready for that. So, what's, yeah. It's so many. So, obviously, like, we're trying not to step on landmines here. Like, <laughs> and that's how I feel like, that's where I feel like I am in this conversation. So, I want to do something where 
we really kind of touch on scenarios Mm -hmm. because I don't know, like people can't see something they've never, they've never, they can't, people can't be something they've never seen or it's really difficult to be something you've never seen. And I feel like some specific examples would help people really drive home and spark conversations of like, if this dissolves, it is okay. Yeah. Right? It's not the end of the fucking world. Like, there are so many people out here like, hey, look at it on the bright side. Like, oh, you get to, you know, find somebody new. Yeah, getting to know somebody in 2020 is probably, like, so awkward. And at I think this, a lot of it's... Like, I think age, a lot of it, too, though, like, for real, is people love to let people in on their relationships and it's not even like oh I'm letting my partner down Mm -hmm. I'm letting the people who I've let Mm. in on my relationship on the good stuff because you don't tell the bad stuff yeah I let people who I let in on the good stuff like down and now I'm looking crazy or I let social media down like Mm -hmm. I've been painting this or curating this picture of what we have or whatever the case is, like, and, and that's the thing. It's like, yo, like I'm, I'm, I'm letting myself down. Mm-hmm. I'm letting my partner down. I'm letting my my family down. I'm letting like these strangers who shouldn't be in my relationship to begin with down. And it's like, yo, do your own thing. Yeah, find your happiness the same way you should find your happiness in your marriage. Find it outside of it. But I don't feel like so. So I definitely agree with you. I think that that component of care may be, what am I trying to say? People may put too much thought into like what other people think on social media. I can see that, right? Mm -hmm. But I can also like remember a time where like we weren't in the best place. Like something had just happened and I remember screaming at you like, dog, are you like, are you serious? Like we are like this marriage is bigger than us. Mm-hmm. And when I said it, I was I wasn't specifically speaking about like what people thought we or who people thought we were on social media. I wasn't speaking specifically to them, but I was speaking to, like, the people who had, like, poured into us. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Like, your dad is coming to the front of my mind, but, like, your dad always takes his time to acknowledge, like, hey, I'm really proud of y'all for doing this, or I love how you guys work through different things, right? Mm -hmm. And to me like to see him someone who is not married acknowledge that and you already know your dad has like these crazy thoughts on like what marriage should be (laughs) and what his is insane for the record justin's dad wants to be married right but his wife gotta live in a house next door to him and he still gotta have his own house so this is you know this is what i married i mean you know (laughs) <laughs> so uh so to have someone like that acknowledge our growth 
that did come to my mind and to my heart like when we were in a bad place and I was like yo like this is bigger than just us and we didn't even have I don't know I don't know if we I don't think we had Naomi already or I, I don't remember but anyway so I can see both sides of that no, uh, and and if I can even touch on that point a little bit, and it's like that's that's definitely hit me too. It's mm-hmm. like, oh wait, yeah, this is bigger than us. Like, mm-hmm. and I mean, since like, like all about us type of way, but in the sense it's like, yo, like yeah, we've never seen this before, but in the same way, like we're setting this, like we could be setting the example for somebody we've never even met before right and and not saying that's like the goal of it but it's like man you know what like whatever the issue is mm-hmm. is that worth like losing somebody who you would be willing to fight through this with like is that worth right like whatever's gonna come after this is it worth yeah this you know and I, and I think that's always the biggest component for me like in marriage for real just being completely honest it's like yeah like do you want to do life like looking at somebody who's you know 80 90 100 years old do you want to do life without this person yeah or could you or could you yeah could you could you do i mean obviously we can all live without each other but I mean, are you guys adding to each other's life in a way where it would be difficult to recoup or recover what you guys have have built together separately? Yeah. Right. And I think it's important to say, like, even though, you know, we're having a conversation in a scenario of, man, this is bigger than us. Even if you take a moment to to scream that to your partner, like, man, this shit is bigger than us. This is about, you know, the legacy we build. And this is about the people that poured into us. This is about, you know, our kids, our family. Like kids having uh, a two-parent household. Yeah, whatever that first knee-jerk, this is blank. At the end of the day the deciding factor is is this shit still for you not how hurt your partner is going to be not how hurt your kids is going to be or anybody else but is it serve is does this marriage or relationship still serve you and do you still feel like a willing participant to serve that other person because if you lose yourself and then you're not in the marriage at all. Anyway. You're not in a, you're not in a relationship. Yeah. That's it. Like if you're not who you were at the beginning, mm-hmm. if you don't know who you are individually, mm-hmm. then what is it? Like yeah. at, at that point you're either a ghost mm-hmm. or you're a fraud. Yeah. But so okay, so I think this is a good turning point to to redirect the conversation. So one, you said if you would you just say if you can't if you um like had and found yourself yeah or something like that you, you can't recognize yourself like yeah, you're you not an individual yeah if you can't recognize yourself so i want to point out because i feel like i'm in one of those seasons right now not where i can't recognize myself but where i am kind of just like restabilizing myself like i'm in a really good groove and i keep having to like 
get out of that groove to make sure that I still had family at the forefront. Yeah. Like I'm trying to to build this brand, and I'm just I just want to go 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 without interruptions. But that's not that's not life, right? But I still feel like you and I are on the same page in a sense where you can see that I'm trying to do something mm-hmm. and you're giving me that space and that opportunity to be like, yo, fly. Yo. Like, like take, like take your time, like get, get this shit right. I see how hard you're working at this. Like find yourself in this, in this moment. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I haven't voices enough mm-hmm. and I don't know if we need to make this a commercial and like cut this part out but like mm-hmm. no it's it's your season mm-hmm. like you were you're killing it right now and mm-hmm. I'm I'm so proud of you like I'm so proud of everything that you're doing and I'm not in your way like I'm here to support you if I'm not your biggest cheerleader what what are we doing mm-hmm. like so yeah hell yeah I'm super proud of you I'm out <laughs> your way like what can I do to help what can I do to make sure that you're good so I'm not like do your thing. No, I no. You first of all, I'm not going to cry on this podcast. <laughs> um, but no, I I appreciate you saying that, and I think it's important for one for you to say it, and two for us to acknowledge it because I do feel like, and I've said this to you before in different scenarios, but I do feel like like once you have kids and and this i'm I'm gonna commit this to being a mom thing, but like well once you have a child, I don't know what like hormone this is or what scientific component my like that contributes to this build up of mom guilt, but every moment that I'm not like. Hey Naomi, what you wanna do, Naomi? Like I feel guilty as fuck about just not, I don't know, like saying, hey, no, I can't play right now. Like I don't I feel less guilty about I feel less guilty about saying, Naomi, I can't play right now when I have to do like my nine to five job stuff, right? Yeah. But when I have to do things for my own business I feel super fucking guilty really I do because it's because I'm the boss yeah but I also only have x amount of hours in a day and you might think like oh yeah I'm gonna do this during this time but it, you, you still gotta sleep <laughs> like it doesn't you you don't equate well I don't equate very well in my mind the time that I need to like go to sleep and so I don't know but that's that's getting that's getting off track so I, I'll go ahead what was you about to say I was gonna say like just Naomi is like one of the if not the luckiest kid in the world mm-hmm. like cause I can't speak to how you grew up mm-hmm. but like just having like parents who would do anything for you and <laughs> And just realizing, like, yeah, them doing anything for you means that they're not going to be there to mm-hmm. make sure that you have everything that you need. Mm-hmm. And for her to be, what, two and a half years old, and for the for two years of her life, we, we've literally been at home. Yeah. And she's had parents, like, there, like, every, literally every step that she's taken. Big facts. And it's like, yo, like, 
you good. (laughs) So you're going to be okay. So like her, like seeing you navigate a nine to five while Mm -hmm. seeing you building your own brand and business, that is a huge like compliments of what you've been able to accomplish, Mm -hmm. but also like a feather in your cap as a mom and as a businesswoman and as a mompreneur to be like, yo, I am setting this example for my daughter to where she can see you can do all of this, mm-hmm. but also have this legacy to where she can just step right in. And should you choose to have a nine to five, cool. But should you choose to come over here mm-hmm. and build your own brand and business, perfectly fine. I've already laid the blueprint for you. You can come yeah. right over here because I'm taking all the loans for you right now and I'm building this for you. But this time is so important her like developmentally and she obviously she's Babe, she's getting just... way more time than the average kid <laughs> gets. she's getting way more time than than anybody gets like whether it's you know an hour two hours three hours here whatever the case is mm-hmm. like if you like let's be realistic about it like yeah like this is our reality but like most of the times like oh we get up for breakfast like when we were kids like all right get on the bus go to school whatever the case is we get home then we got two hours with our parents mm-hmm. like for real sure. like you get home five five to seven like whatever the case is like you you eating dinner mm-hmm. all right getting ready for bed then you do it rinse watch repeat and then you got the weekend but i also feel like the more time we spend with her like it's more time for not the outside world kind of fucking her up but like for us to fuck it up and i don't know this is this is a conversation for another day like, i don't mind having this conversation on the podcast but like Let's we get to the subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get to the I just want you to know that you're doing an amazing job, so don't beat yourself Thanks. up about it. Thanks, babe. I love you. Mm-hmm. My eyes is closed because tears are not going to come out. Mm-hmm. So when I was saying um, to re, this is a good segue to, to redirect. I'm thinking about. So we're talking about yes, like oh yeah, not oh ooh, we're rooting for divorce. Nah, we're just rooting for people to live their absolute best life and to that, be happy. To be happy, and I don't feel like that means that marriage twenty four seven three sixty five is going to be happy all the freaking time. So this is really a nod. I also like if we're gonna give it up for the people who say like you know what this isn't for me, you know I I might have come into this saying you know, till death do us part or you ain't going nowhere. I don't believe in divorce. But in the middle of that, I chose to like. Choose myself. Yeah. Choose myself or take the, the, or to not choose the beaten path where I stay just because that's what society says you're supposed to do. Right. And then I'm making this okay. You know, it's not this shameful thing then cool, right? But then I also want to acknowledge the people who fight so freaking hard for their marriages. Like the people who have, whether it's one person has had a downfall and that other person is like, okay, this shit is hard. Mm -hmm. Initially, when I walked into this marriage, I thought if this, you know, clearly if this scenario happened, I would be out. But no, here I am, right? Shout out to those people. To those marriages where, or relationships where both parties have done some foul shit, like, or both parties have 
been, I don't know, kind of absent or something like that and not really putting, you know, prioritizing each other, whatever the reason might be for like the non-happy season of your relationship. If you have fought through that, kudos to you because I mean, shit, that's a testament too. Yeah. No. Some like on this time, you know, like I feel like going into marriage is like my job. Like going into our relationship, like my job is to make sure that you're happy, mm-hmm. right? And if I'm not doing that, if I can't make you happy, like if you're not good and we're not good, mm-hmm. then what are we doing? Like if I can't put a smile on your face, like if you're not happy being with me, yeah. If I'm not adding to your life, then really but i think there's also a part of marriage where like you have to go out and find your own happiness too true but yeah. if that other person if your partner isn't adding to it that's 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 true that's true or if you're if your partner is is taking away from the happiness that she found mm-hmm. then is that really a partner like uh you got an adversary that ain't, yeah like, that's not really a partner yeah I don't know. We just really wanted to just get y'all juices flowing. Yeah, man. I don't know. Y'all can y'all do do with this episode what you what you what want. you want. Like yeah. it, it is what it is, but we just wanted to. I mean, we you see in the media like people being home with each other, and like we we called it. I mean, and I feel like anybody with eyes could see like, oh, everybody's at home right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, you actually get to spend time with your spouse, and yeah. like realize, oh. This person has changed since I got in a relationship with them, or since I got mm-hmm. in a in a marriage with this other person. Yeah, because we keep do seeing. I, do I like this new person? Yeah, I mean, even think, and I and we can use the celebrities because they they stuff is in the media anyway. Their business is out in the street, but so like, take it from let's say like Cardi being offset, like not whatever got them to the point of divorce. But in a sense of he works and she works, right? Now, they have these unconventional careers in a sense of, like, everyday people. But if you go to work every day, so Justin goes to work every day, I go to work every day. And almost like you just said about, like, how much people see their parents, right? In that Mm -hmm. same regard, we get up in the morning, we see each other. We go to work. That's at least eight eight to nine hours, right? With where the, we, with we the commute. have a chance to miss each other. Yeah, well, we have a chance to miss each other. Um, we don't see each other. We are these two completely different people because we're in this professional sense, right? We have yeah. our faces on. And then we get Naomi. We get home. And it's really about family time yeah it's not me and you husband and wife right Mm -hmm. and so at that point we are giving naomi some face time because she hasn't seen us we are figuring out what's going to be for dinner then we are exasperating the last bit of energy that we have to get her down and then we sit on the couch and give each other leftovers (laughs) yeah whatever energy we have left over from this exhausting ass day 
And that's the little bit of time that you get to spend with your freaking spouse. And so how much could go wrong in that little bit of time? (laughs) Not much. So now taking it to like back to Cardi and Offset, nobody's touring. People are barely working. If you are, you they on Zoom calls like we was on Zoom calls in the beginning of it. So you're constantly getting to see this fucking person at work. You get to see that work voice. They work voice. They work attitude. How you know how they do? People at their job and everything. Do you even still like this person? No, that's real. That's like and even like for people like who. In a relationship young and then like you're older now mm-hmm. it's like hey do I like the person like who you are on the everyday you've basis you grown up now? to be yeah, yeah. for true. this extended period of time yeah. yeah that's real so career these work these jobs probably be safe <laughs> this the COVID has um, expedited the time to the, the in- end of some <laughs> yeah. of these marriages the inevitability yeah. of what was about to happen so you really should be thanking COVID yeah because I think these second marriages after these oh yeah they're gonna be fire oh yeah 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 you know you what know, to look for it you know time. what to look for yeah. like you know we on like oh shit like this is what I didn't realize I had or mm-hmm. this is what I didn't realize that I you know what I'm saying like, didn't even didn't know I needed yeah or didn't yeah, yeah. so I'll say this in, in closing out the, the episode, babe, don't judge me. Mm-hmm. But I have, and it's, it's not even like, oh, something happened and this is the thought that came to my mind. But I've always like assumed that if there was ever a time where one of us was not happy or whatever, I don't, I don't care what the scenario is, you would still be my friend if we were not together right in a sense of we have a job to do Mm -hmm. and making sure Naomi is happy and I wouldn't I just don't see a scenario where I would get in the way of that no, that's real. Like, and it wouldn't be fake. It wouldn't be like, oh yeah let's just co-parent and let's be cordial around each other when we're around a kid like no like hey what's up ex-husband <laughs> like we going to the zoo today you trying to roll like oh your wife trying to go or your girl trying to like i don't care like are you happy yeah yeah okay now that's real because I, I like you as a person right which is which is cool like oh you know i, I can vibe with you like yeah. i like you as a person like what what we doing mm-hmm. like it is what it is so like should something happen you know, like not wishing that it does, but yeah. you know, it's like, hey, like I know, like one, like just a peace of mind of knowing, like I don't have to worry about one how you're gonna take care of Naomi, right? Because you're happy, like because I know your judgment, mm-hmm. I know who you are as a parent, like mm-hmm. all right, we good, um, but just also knowing, like you know what, like if I am not making you happy, and that's my goal. Then knowing that, like, yo, if you found somebody who, if something would happen to us, and like you found somebody who's making you like happy, then I know the effort that I've put into us. Yeah. And my hat's off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's like, yo, I know what I put in. Like my hat's off to that. Like, yeah. cause, and if that makes you happen, and like you're like genuinely, honestly happy, what, what I'm gonna be mad at? Like yeah. I can only, I can only be like, oh shit, like let me. 
figure out what I did wrong and we had that relationship where we could have that conversation. Right. All right, cool. Like, but I think that's this is why it's important for us to have these like I'm not gonna say foreshadowing conversations, but to have these very open conversations about like, well shit, what if? Right? Yeah. Now granted somebody's feelings is is probably you know or both people's feelings is going to be hurt because the shit you know didn't work out like we didn't get into this with the intention of like it not working out right yeah but in that same regard i think conversations like this is important because it's like even if something did happen and one of us was hurt or one or more hurt than the other it's like remember we said remember we was talking about right or as it is in the process of as the relationship is in the process of dissolving we already have a foundation of having the conversation to be like all right so what happened like yeah. what what went wrong where do we go can wrong? we fix it you do you want to try right oh you don't want to try damn that's fucked up right oh okay so my feelings hurt but you yeah know. so what do, what do we all do right, what's now? next yeah what's what's next well what what do you want to try okay we tried things shit still not working like all right how do we do this yeah and i don't know i just feel that whole like we were mature i was concerned for your happiness or i was responsible for a portion of your happiness when we was married or together thing but now that we not, it's, it's big time fuck yous. Like, I don't understand that at all. Nah. Maybe it's not. Hopefully it's not for me to understand. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't see us getting to that point, but who fucking knows? Who knows? And as long as like, I have like a list of maybe like three people. Like as long as you don't remarry and remarry one of those people, then like then we're good. Three people. Yeah. It might be just two, but I'm just trying to make the number bigger than two. Yeah, talk about the offline. I I know one for a fact. I don't really. Big facts. You you wouldn't be able to bring my kid around. That yeah, like I don't give a fuck about your happiness at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can be happy. <laughs> Nobody is getting scorched earth. <laughs> club shot up not in the the way that you think but nah oh that's crazy because i was just gonna ask you a question Um, if if something did happen Mm -hmm. would you be looking to remarry at some point would i remarry um i would go with the flow and i think that's a that's more of a question for you because guys because I'm not asking nobody to marry me, right? Yeah. So um, I would definitely go with the flow. I think I would be annoyed at at the fact that I had to go out and get and to know again. somebody yeah. again. But I also would just be like, um, I think, you know, the, the most exciting part? What? Decorate my bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. oh, that's the most exciting part. <laughs> Would you remarry? Um, uh, hopefully not. I wouldn't want to. For real? I would not at all. That's crazy. I would not, man. Like, I would like just because I'd be like, yo, I tried it. Like, cool, I'm good. Nah, what happened to uh, I try anything twice? 
except for marriage. Bye, y'all. <laughs> no, like for real. Like I wouldn't. I well, wouldn't. let's let's take a commercial break and then unpack this. This is yo, get it together. I really wish I got. I'm gonna start recording these commercial breaks that we take because I I'm gonna tell y'all a story at this point now, right? So early, don't try to get up. What? Early in our relationship, right? Let me tell y'all a little story. Story time. Oh lord. So this was our. I think this may have been our first like New Year's. We were celebrate. Yeah, it was. We celebrating. Excuse me, New Year's. So obviously it's New Year's Eve. We at a club, y'all. So this girl Justin used to talk to before me is there. I can't remember if he had introduced me to her or not, or if I just knew that she was around or whatever. Tell me why. Let me think if this is before or after the ball. It was after. Had to be after. Tell me why the ball drops is 12 o'clock. Me and Justin kiss, whatever, whatever, whoop-de-woo. So me and my other little friend, we walking around, go to the bar. I come back. Babe, take your hand off your face. What? What happened? I come back around to, like, the main little area, and Justin is kissing this girl. What happened, babe? Little, little kiss on the hand. This man was not kissing this Peter girl. Pan, you know. You done? Maybe. I'm not playing with you. <laughs> It's funny now, y'all. It's it's only funny, right? Because it happened so early. One. That was like ten years ago. It was seven years ago. Like ten. I round up. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. So it's only ha- it's only funny because it happened early. It wasn't funny at the time, but funny now because I literally was thinking to myself, who the fuck do he think he is? He's younger than me. Oh, he trying to play me, fight me. He, I, I, babe, you was just like this skinny kid. I was taking a chance on. You had just moved me down to St. Louis. Put me on welfare. <laughs> yeah, yo. Tell <laughs> <laughs> me, dog. But Session eighty bay. Stop. But I just had this perception of like, I just, just really like, who did you think? This is why we had to leave St. Louis because you just thought you was too. Cool in St. Louis. Untouchable. I digress because <laughs> you pissing me off. Yo, she brought it up. All right, but I don't know. What How do we even get to this? Oh, oh. So on the commercial break, Justin was like, "Who's the uh, people I can't marry? Who's the people I can't marry if we get a divorce?" So I was like, "Oh, this person." He like, "Okay, cool." I said, and this is the second person. Of course, the second person is the girl that he was kissing on New Year's. And it's only because I meant to lay my hands and my feet on her and pray for her. 
mm-hmm. before we left St. Louis, but I never got the chance. So I, you know, if something happens here and it's marriage, you remarry and you remarry her, there's no, t- I mean, <laughs> there's no telling what that first encounter is going to be. I just pictured the little, two little girls off of Lovecraft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be me and Naomi. Doop, 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 following Shorty around. So, Naomi, unlock the door. Guys, this don't even sound like me. Come on now. Oh, my God. Please. At any rate, babe, why did you kiss this girl? Like, what was you thinking? What I tell you on the break, babe? I was mentioning I know. That. At that point, oh my God. I thought I was supposed to live in Utah. I really can't with this guy. Okay, tell us what she was about to say. Y'all, please slide in Justin's DMs and ask him why he kissed the girl, y'all. Um, nope, that ain't the song I needed. <laughs> 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 that was not it. Okay, so listen. What, uh... What was you saying before the break? Oh, you I said, what happens to I try anything twice? Yeah, like, what I want to get married twice for? Like, nah, like, I, I put my heart and soul into this. So do it again. For what? To see if it sticks. I mean, it might... I, I, don't, think ne- I don't think your next marriage would be... Better than this one? I but know. Who, so who am I? I mean, who are you to say <laughs> something? But I know. So, like, at that point, why would I try to get... Now, also... Would you be, like, a serial dater? Would I be a serial date? No, nah, I'm not dating nobody, no. You'd be a serial prayer? No, nah, I would just mind <laughs> my business, honestly. Babe. No, for real. Like, Why are you I, playing on this podcast? No, for real. Like, I would, um, I don't, we talked about this before. Like, I don't really feel like, sorry, this is going to be anti-marriage and anti-relationship, but I don't really feel like, I feel like the older dudes get, like, the less marriage makes sense. Okay. So, so you just gonna be single out here in these streets? I would. Mm. Why? Because it's cheaper. I'm expensive. You're not expensive. You know what's expensive? What? Having an ex-wife and a wife. That sounds expensive. What you mean? I mean, you got to do for your kid anyway. Oh, you think the ex? You think the new wife will have kids? I'm, this is very yeah, yeah yeah I mean cause you get into a relationship with a wife and mm-hmm. then like <laughs> with a wife <laughs> it like, oh I want my own kid couldn't blame her mm-hmm. like cause your only kid is you know by somebody else or like she has another kid and it's by somebody else like let's make us a family mm-hmm. so one would assume she might want one that's mm-hmm. if she don't already have one even if she does have one, it's like, hey, let's have us one together. Mm. Like, yeah, that. You are still in that age. I am. Like, you can't even like if we got if we weren't together right now. Like, you you just assume we went into a relationship. Somebody got kids. So let me ask you this: this is this why you don't want to um, get snipped? 
just in case your second wife wants some kids. Hey, you call me. <laughs> Fucking liar. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, y'all have heard it here first. Don't let this man turn up uh, married if things don't work out with the Ross romance. I guarantee there won't be no Ross whatever else romance. There won't be no Ross romance remix. Gonna be that. Oh, the remix. I'll be cracking up. I'll be at your wedding like, I thought you said you wasn't <laughs> gonna get married. Mm-hmm. So we be exchanging money. Bad <laughs> money. Oh gosh. Yeah. Let's. Y'all want me to start a bet? Can we put this on FanDuel? <laughs> I'm the man on there, by the way. Oh my god! I'm up about five hundred in two weeks. Babe, tell people what the moral of the story is. The moral of the story is: do what you want, be happy as you see fit, regardless of your partner. Mm-hmm. In certain instances, like yeah, don't be unhappy as a result of your partner. That's yeah. the moral. Or as a result of your marriage, or Ooh, as a bad. result. Uh, oh, I need a nap. Don't be unhappy as a result of the restraints society puts on marriage. Oh, that's it. All right, we out. Bye.